Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Mind your business with the breakfast huddle only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle. I'm Elliot Danker. It's time now for Mind Your Business. Let's talk about coal, worth about $2 trillion. Agriculture, $1 trillion. Iron, $400 billion. That's, that's some of the categories that's being traded on in the multi-trillion dollar global commodities market. Yet despite its size, the industry has unfortunately always been an, well, a bit of an exclusive club where market information is usually only accessible to industry giants uh, within a small circle of multinational, multi-billion dollar trading houses. And you've got you know all sorts of practices and policies some would say a lack of transparency. Two commodity analysts who are jaded by all of this could no longer accept that kind of a status quo. So they found it ridiculous, you know, uh, that despite how lucrative the industry was, somehow no one was able to address these issues. So in spite of the major risks involved in going against long-standing industry giants, they struck out on their own in 2020 to disrupt the market by making market information available for everyone in real time. So how are they disrupting the multi-trillion dollar commodities market? Let's find out more from Attila Whitnell, who is co-founder and managing director for Navigate Commodities. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, Elliot. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Uh, very good, sir. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me about this. I suppose let's start off by trying to understand Navigate Commodities. You guys provide a unified digital commodities analytics platform. Tell us more about it. Right. Well, the company was incorporated two years ago in the uh, height of the pandemic from the spare room of my HDB. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's been quite a journey. I mean, as you quite rightly said, you know, two chaps um, in the industry for 10, 15 years, sort of disheartened by the lack of transparency and the obesity in um, global commodity markets. And, you know, we've been doing this job a long time, and it was about trying to bring more transparency to, you know, SMEs and smaller players in the market, because really only the one side of transaction benefits is the side that has the most access to the most information and unfortunately the deepest pockets mm. if if we were to talk a little bit about the business model could you help us understand it yeah certainly so what we actually do is we buy in significant amounts of raw data you know for only a very small company um, we're buying in sort of you know around 100 150,000 US dollars worth of raw data every year mm. So what we do with that raw data is we bring it in, we assimilate it, we clean it, we apply, we build algorithms around it, process it, and we turn it into the buzzword, what you call actionable insight. So okay. basically any sort of data that's emitted from a vessel, we're also looking at buying in satellite imagery, satellite information, what they classify as geospatial insight. And then we can actually process that, apply some AI, artificial intelligence, machine learning algorithms to then sort of calculate the movements of those commodity flows at sea and also on the ground as well. So it's, it's, you know, it's some pretty cool tech and software behind the processes. Mm. And then given the nature of that data, given that it's collected by satellites and GPS signals from the vessels, it can be aggregated on a daily basis, but it really brings quite high frequency, real-time coverage to sort of laggard market. 
Mm. We were talking earlier about how this industry can be so exclusive and I see how, you know, by that description, I can see how you're really disrupting it. What were some of the common pain points that you faced while you were inside, you know, before you guys struck out and started off uh, Navigate Commodities? What kind of frustrations did you have to endure? <laughs> I guess I guess the same with every every startup, it's the lack of money. <laughs> so, so that was, you know, we had to, we had to do step by step and bootstrapping yeah. Is, yeah. is really the most painful parts you know obviously you know it's uh, two guys in a spare room and we had two little babies sort of running around in oh, the background wow. <laughs> as startup and bootstrapping as you could get i mean we were obviously locked down for a few months until we could get back out into the open world but yes i mean we've had to do sort of at the beginning sort of market by market you know looking at particular verticals and now we're at a stage where the company's revenue generating and profit making and we're servicing some of the biggest Ironically, we're servicing some of the biggest companies in the world because they've identified our value proposition and opportunity here. And now we're able to scale it and cover more markets, bring in more data and do more with it as well. Are there any particular clients that that you could share with us? (laughs) You know, there, there are some major sort of investment banks, household names. You know, maybe I can mention some of the local companies that sure. we work with, the likes of SGX and UOB, for example. But all of the major investment banks that trade commodities, mm-hmm. they are our clients. So they're already on our roster. What do you think is a factor that, you know, take, for example, SGX, that would lead them to want to get on board your value proposition? Do you think it's this whole idea, and really this is just an opinion question, this whole idea of how during the pandemic you have a lot of tech that is disrupting things, that's trying to make things more accessible, and it's just wanting to get on board that bandwagon? Yeah, partly. I would also say as well that Enterprise Singapore, SGX, Mm. we want to make Singapore the commodity trading hub of the world and not only and to be the commodity trading hub of the world you've got to have you know the commodity intelligence hub of the world as well to be able to understand the flows and be able to trade that information as well so you know that's the sort of attraction i guess for sgx and that you know we're able to understand the global movement of commodities and therefore we're able to predict what's going to happen to the underlying commodity prices to a high degree, because obviously if you can understand supply and demand in real time, mm-hmm. then you can that will help you to understand what's going to happen to the price next. Almost like having a crystal ball. I wouldn't say we're you know, 100% accurate, but the accuracy is very, very high. And also we're a local company. You know, I'm a Singaporean PR myself. The directors and the co-founders are all Singaporean citizens. So we are pushing that, um, that local story in terms of hiring local talent. And this is a Singaporean company for Singaporeans. So I hope that's one of the strings to the bow for SGX being involved with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, in terms of growth, I mean, starting off, I, I really like the story of uh, two guys in spare room. Where are you guys at now? I mean, what kind of headcount are we looking at for Navigate Commodities? Yeah, so we've got, um, I would say, five globally. <laughs> <laughs> Each in a spare room. <laughs> <laughs> so we have, we have three in Singapore. Okay. Um, it's going okay. to be four. There's a young lady joining us next week on the data science side. There's one chap in Brazil and one chap in Shanghai. And so, but the team will be growing now because we just recently closed some, a first tranche of some funding. So we'll be utilizing that to buy in more data, unsurprisingly, and increase the headcounts of local employees. Yeah, that buying of data, I mean, we were talking about real-time intelligence in that sense. That's probably going to be quite a challenge. I do want to talk a little bit about this whole global transition towards renewables. How do you see that impacting the traditional industry that we're talking about? Yeah, that's a fascinating question, actually. I mean, and that's something that's close to our hearts because, 
if we were to talk about, I mean, you know, lithium-ion batteries are such a hot topic at the moment, and the more chill being lithium um, in those batteries, actually, that is probably one of the most opaque industries in the world. Your only access to high-frequency data is customs data, which is typically lagged by one to three months, depending on the reporting country. You may be able to get operational data from quarterly operational data from companies that are only listed on um, exchanges. So. If they are listed, then you might get a quarterly update based on, on their production results. Failing that, the only thing you have access to is annual production, demand and trade data from an industry association. So really, that's the furthest behind out of almost all of the commodities. So mm-hmm. if we can point, start pointing satellites at those mines and um, those inventories, and then we can bring more transparency, um, higher degree of coverage, and then that helps also with the price discovery as well. So then we can, you know, it makes that price more liquid when it's being traded. So that can only bring positive things as well with high degree of transparency. I, I like the way you describe this need for transparency, right? And I try my best to phrase this the best I can. We have been talking about all these changes within the scene. And earlier on, we kind of implicated or indicated that it can be a bit of a gentleman's club. Do you think perhaps this is where Navigate Commodities comes in to, change that mindset and and to help companies keep up with these rapid changes? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, like I said, the ironic thing was that, you know, a lot of the big companies had sort of jumped on board first, which was quite amusing. But idealistically, we were set up to try and sort of level the playing field. Because anyone, any company that's really produced this kind of tech or software has done it internally for the big companies. And when I'm talking about big companies, I'm talking about, you know, the super large sort of Swiss-based commodity traders. Um, I won't won't name any names. Um, There are very few or hardly any that are actually doing it as a service for the market. So that's what we're trying to change and, you know, bring affordability to it. You know, satellite um, data, satellite images are becoming slightly cheaper. Mm. You know, the vessel tracking data that we're acquiring has become cheaper. So there are opportunities now to open this up for the mass market. You know, I wouldn't say B2C just yet, but still B2B and supporting those smaller companies because they're obviously subject matter experts. And that, that is important when you're dealing with, I guess, sophisticated markets that you do need to have that level of understanding intelligence otherwise you will get burnt and we're now starting to see more SMEs gravitate towards us you know we've priced it sort of quite affordably so that they can enter into sort of our services and we are supporting you know SMEs all around the world including Singapore there's a local steel trade and you know we were talking to the local national steel mill the other day so not only companies in other countries but companies here too. Certainly quite fascinating. I've been speaking with uh, Attila Whitnell, who is co-founder and managing director for Navigate Commodities. Really appreciate your time this morning. Take care and stay safe. Yeah. Thank you, Alec. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.